Welcome. New Waves of Light presents Soul Awakening and the New Earth Podcast, where we discuss the nature of the soul and the evolutionary shift taking place inside human consciousness, the catalyst for the planetary shift that is birthing a new earth. I am your host, Sarah Catherine. The time we are living in is one of radical change environmentally, culturally, emotionally, and spiritually. Those in the world that are attuned spiritually are being awakened by the soul to the path of spiritual evolution. In this new age of Aquarius, group consciousness is beginning to find expression leading to a collective shift in a global awakening. Groups are coming together as forerunners of humanity to birth a new era of unprecedented soul consciousness. This is the subject of our inquiry. These podcasts will be centered around important spiritual questions of this time, like what is the soul? How does one contact the soul? What is the shift and what does it mean for humanity? Are there higher beings known as the spiritual hierarchy who watch over humanity and earth? And what do they say about the shift of the ages that has been spoken about in ancient writings and religious teachings throughout time? And finally, the big question, is there a plan for earth and humanity? And if so, what is it? Last week, we explored our light bodies, vibrational frequency, and how our thoughts and emotions impact our physical reality with Alicia. The discussion was so interesting, we ran out of time to cover all that we wanted, so I brought Alicia back today to continue our conversation around chakras, vibrational healing, and how this all connects to our soul's awakening. Welcome back, Alicia. Thanks for coming back to continue this conversation. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure. So we hear about the chakra system, and you mentioned them in your last podcast. Can you expand on this for us? Um, What are the chakras, and what do they do that are important? Um, Well, the chakras are essentially the energy matrix that is uh, substands and creates the physical physical and energetic forms uh, that we use in the world. Uh, They're part of the soul's incarnation, infusion, and creation uh, in the womb. It's a basic matrix of, of energy that informs the physical form as it's developing in the womb. So the purpose of the of the of the soul the incarnating soul can come through the physical form it's implanted and uh, set in the physical form as it unfolds and there are seven major chakras they're energy energy vortexes essentially and they are all established in there, but with each lifetime, certain ones of them are emphasized, so to speak. You might say that they're ones that we are um, designed to utilize, uh, perfect, and bring into integration in the form. So that's the general outline of the chakras. Um, they're 
basically located along the spine, what we know as the spine in the physical, uh, but the spine also houses what's called uh, the central channel or esoterically called the sutratma. And this is the main uh, cord of life and consciousness that informs the physical being as it's developing in the womb and then is born and works in the world. And the chakras essentially are wheels of energy that move off of this central channel. The, the important thing to know one important thing to know is that the chakras essentially are um, sourced from the, the back of the spine, and then they move out, and people who can see the chakras and the auras see them moving out then as wheels of energy into the world. So at that, in that way, they connect us to people, environment, our life experience, and uh, then depending on our level of development, um, spiritually, you might say, or personally, the chakras may be wider, bigger, uh, more expressive, more slowly to develop. So a lot of that depends on uh, where a person has come through their lifetimes of experience. Wow. Now, that's a basic. It, any, you can... Yeah. yeah, no, I that's really helpful. I, I, in a previous podcast, someone mentioned because I asked where the soul lives in the body mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. someone said a lot up up along the spine. So mm -hmm. I think uh, she probably was referring to the chakras as well. in that central column that you were just speaking of, I hadn't really thought of, I hadn't connected that until just now. So mm -hmm. do can we feel our chakras? Is this something we can tune into? Well, potentially, yes. It depends on how sensitive we are to our internal environment. Uh, most people, average people, we come in and we're tuned into our external environment, our parents, our home, our culture, who we are, how we're doing in the world. So it takes some uh, level of consciousness development, what we sometimes call spiritual development, where we have um, gained enough experience to know that there's also an internal environment and the, the external environment is a reflection of our internal environment and vice versa. So then we begin in a lifetime or over lifetimes to be more sensitized to what's called the subtle energy. So of course, yes, we can uh, and some people are more adept at this. People have different skills of perception. Mm -hmm. So some people are more um, energetically sensitive. Some other people are maybe have uh, maybe more visual and they might have a sense inside of a chakra from a visual level. Or people can even sometimes hear the sounds. The chakras have certain frequencies. So those are more developed skills of training, but anyone can develop that by meditation. Meditation is the gold standard. Sometime, some kind of uh, uh, experience of going inside and sensing. So yes. Mm -hmm. And from, I think, purely um, just an intellectual 
understanding as well. So, you know, we have our root chakra and we can know that that's going to bring out the survival sort of elements in our life. And so when we have strong Mm -hmm. survival fear, that would be our root chakra. Um, The, Mm -hmm. and, and then our creative center above that and our um, kind of second chakra womb area, that's where our sexual center is. It's also creative in our birthing kind of um, new ideas and creative expressions and things of Mm -hmm. that nature. And then um, third chakra, third chakra is now, is that that's willpower? What, what, how can we continue this? They're all, they're all pretty complex. So the root chakra, not just about survival, but if, you know, if we're surviving fine, it's about really grounding. Mm. Yeah, and and being present in our embodied form. A lot of times we can get all up in our head, (laughs) and that's fine. We want to develop that part, but it's about really settling and grounding and letting our physical and energetic systems be present. Mm. So that's kind of the yeah because most of us are not in survival mode but you know there might be crises where where that happens and yes the second center is about feeling and emotion which of course comes up in relationship and the creative center the physical creative center Mm -hmm. the third chakra is about um personal personal a sense of the personal self Now, that often has to do with personal will, where we say, this is who I am and what I'm going to do. And that is very much influenced by our connections with other people. So the solar plexus chakra often is one that goes out to meet and greet or to take care of. And we can find that it can get a little bit depleted. And then we have to maybe force our will. Or we might retreat because there's too much energy coming in from other people that we're not sure what to do. So the solar plexus is about sorting out who who am I and and how am I doing here? And usually it's in relation to other people. And we can get a little bit too drawn out about what we think about them and what they think about us. So the solar plexus is one that we really want to track and keep and keep track of are we putting out too much energy from our solar plexus and that affects the organs in the area of the solar plexus which is just below the diaphragm so this is often where we have digestive problems the liver might get toxic um, the pancreas the stomach you know all of those organs that digest and take in the environment ah Yeah, so the solar plexus is about what's my will and purpose? Who am I being in the world? Am I being who someone else said I should be? Or am I trying to manifest who I really am? Mm -hmm. And monitoring the environment and other people's input. So it's very, very important because it also then draws on the grounding embodiment and our feelings and senses in the second chakra. So it's a big vortex there and we need to spend a lot of time. And this is what should happen in childhood with positive feedback about, I see you for who you are. But a lot of times we don't get that. 
from our parents and our culture. They want us to be somebody else. So it's a developmental thing. It really should happen in childhood. It's a little bit challenged in adolescence where we want to be like everybody else, but not sure who we are. Mm -hmm. So that's where the solar plexus is really active. And it's very, it can be very emotional. There's a lot of emotions that go along with that. So a lot of uh, uh, paying attention to where are my emotions coming from? And, you know, is it from somebody else? And can I actually monitor that? Do I need to get angry or upset or withdrawn or... So this is some mindfulness and really should happen when we're younger to pay attention to those instead of later when we have to go to therapy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then, of course, the heart chakra is, is often open in people, but it gets closed down by our hurts and our pains. Mm -hmm. It's covered up by hurt and pain and someone didn't hear me or, you know, something happened in my childhood. So then we need to, as we are developing the solar plexus center and watching our feelings and emotions and knowing where they come from, uh, we're also hopefully then being able to say, you know, something happened, but I can let that go and really open my heart chakra to myself, mm -hmm. self-love, mm -hmm. self-care, and then it will be more open to sharing with everyone else. The heart chakra is really about sensing and knowing that all of us have the same desire to be happy, to love, to be loved. Mm -hmm. All of us on the planet, we start with our brothers and sisters, our family, our friends, and then knowing it's everybody on the planet. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense that it would follow from knowing ourselves from the solar plexus chakra. Yes. Once we do know ourselves, we can really develop loving ourselves. And then from there, loving others and, and, and the rest of life. Now, the solar plexus, this is a nice image, is solar because it's radiant. Once we have developed our personal self, it radiates warmth and affection into the world. And it also has rays of light that radiate up into the heart. Mm -hmm. So the heart gets fed by, you say, by that personal self that's developed into its own being. Mm, beautiful. Okay, and then the th throat chakra. So the throat is very complex. And so it's um, expression, communication. It's the mind itself. And so it's our basic thinking mind, you know, everyday thinking mind. But as we meditate, contemplate, um, get mindful, it also is the higher mind that can inform us intuitively of things we just know that are correct, that are right. We can ask and get an answer inside because we've tuned in to something, to higher frequencies of what's really real. A lot of the lower mind or concrete mind, as we call it, can make things up and makes up a lot of stories, yes. a lot of thoughts about things and people and opinions. And then they become concrete and we believe things that really maybe serve us at one moment, but are, are inhibiting if we keep certain beliefs. So that's again why meditation so we can constantly look into our mind and say am i having thoughts about things that keep me from growing 
that keep me stuck in a certain place, that keep me thinking things out there that maybe uh, cause me anxiety or fear or something like that. Mm-hmm. And can I begin to breathe and let those go? Yeah. And then the creative potential of the mind. The mind can have wonderful ideas and thoughts and be creative and expressive. And that's what it should be doing once we kind of clear out this clutter. Very interesting. I've never heard of the throat chakra being um, an instrument of the mind. I love that. And also really an instrument of higher mind, other AKA wisdom, right? You know, because it sounds like it's then attached to that intuitive wisdom within. Yes. Uh, Beautiful. Because the higher mind is connected to soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there are thread. The soul has many kind of threads and frequencies. uh, And there's a consciousness thread that comes into the mind and the next higher center. And that's where we have access to, higher mind, higher consciousness, all of those things. The third eye. So that brings us up. Mm Exactly. Which is uh, before it becomes the third eye, it's called the Ajna center. And it is a, uh, it has two lobes essentially. So it's it's one of the places where we integrate uh, information about our world and our experience. This is where we experience, of course, as we all do, duality in the world. The world is not one yet in our consciousness. So this is the duality. But at the very beginning, it's an integrating, coordinating center. It's kind of like the guy behind the desk who has the plans, and he's telling the other chakras, now you can talk to this chakra, and you can integrate with that chakra, and watch how that one's going. So it's very, very important to have that one developed, it will naturally develop, but it also develops more through meditation. Mm-hmm. And it's what's called in the, in the current parlance, um, the executive functioning. Okay. And, yeah. And so that's uh, more the, the uh, frontal cortex of the brain that they're discovering with all the MRIs and all of that. Um, so it's where all of the functions of our personality begin to get integrated. So we become an integrated personality. And you can tell out there people who are integrated and operating and moving in the world and making things happen, as opposed to some people. And now we're looking more and more at mental health who are not yet integrated, perhaps because of trauma, perhaps because of, um, you know, other things that might be affecting the brain. And there are lots of discoveries of that. So there's a, that's a very important point in the development is that integration. And then as it frequency becomes higher, it becomes more and more tuned in to the higher centers where the soul is coming in. And then it begins to develop into that inner eye, mm-hmm. the inner eye that sees and knows without having to check with the outside world where it's becoming less dual and more unitive. Mm. And that is associated with the pineal? With the pineal and the the pineal and the pituitary. The pituitary is the gland associated with the Ajna center and the pineal associated with the crown center. So the light of the crown 
and mm -hmm. the soul is coming in and the two are beginning to vibrate at a higher frequency together. And that eventually becomes what we call the third eye because it sees more clearly. Okay. So it sees reality and truth probably without the sort of glamour and illusion of everything we've learned from our culture and our world or been told to believe in that may not actually be a, tr a truth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seeing clearly. Clearly. I love this. So what can you say about the crown chakra any, anymore? Well, it's a thousand petals. Ah. So there's a lot going on there. Mm. And that's why it takes probably lifetimes, you know, to develop. It's always there, but to have it kind of fully open. And each petal has to do with certain qualities of soul. The three basic qualities having to do with knowledge, mm. love, and will. So we may spend a lifetime developing our knowledge, our knowledge, they call it the knowledge petals. And that's where we, people talk about wisdom schools and wisdom teachings, and where a lot of the ancient training schools used to be about um, knowledge, gaining knowledge and development into wisdom. And then there may be a lifetime where we're working on a love petal, mm -hmm. right? And then we're we're opening to relationships. There's more emphasis in our life on relationship and uh, with ourself, with other people, children, friends, family, um, and developing that affection and, and love aspect. And then usually later the will pedals because that's a higher potency, mm -hmm. higher frequency, and it has to do with the will of the soul. So we have to get love first, knowledge, wisdom, and love before the will and purpose can really manifest in the life in a correct manner. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and it probably takes many, many lifetimes to have that full. Well, they say thousands. <laughs> but, thousands. Wow. but since there's no time but now, they're all here. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. So how do we, how do the chakras relate to vibrational he healing? Last episode, we talked a lot about vibrational healing. Is there anything you can share about how this connects? Well, some, I mean, as I said earlier, sometimes we can tune into those levels ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there's various people, you know, there's chakra meditations out there that can help you tune into that or visualizations or, you know, books and teaching and learning. Mm -hmm. that you might tune into that and everything you tune into is a vibration. You may not feel it like, you know, shaking and rocking, but it's a vibrational frequency. And so there is the opportunity there to heal yourself, focusing on the chakras, letting them ground and just, you know, doing a chakra meditation, which you might find out there. There's probably apps for it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, various healers have been able through their subtle body systems to tune into other people's subtle body systems, hands-on or visually, and sense and feel what's going on with the frequency of a chakra, and then being able to help that person settle the frequency or open the frequency. Breath is often involved because breath is a frequency. Breath is the energy of spirit, essence, all that is kind of moving through our system. So uh, you don't want to do extreme breathing exercises, but breathing exercises 
things like yoga move the energy can help and yoga's ancient yoga was focused on the chakras yeah yeah. and so it there was a you, you one would do yoga get the chakras settle and open and then do meditation and that's often a nice way to do it so and there's various sound there are a lot of now sound healing coming so people can do sound healing with tibetan bowls or crystal bowls themselves or with a practitioner light frequency light frequency is is very healing and there are various ways to do that um the best way of course is is through meditation and breath to begin to tune into your own and using the creative imagination visualization sensing and feeling feel into your own chakras and basically just let them settle they know what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're settled and we're not overusing them or or contracting them mm-hmm. and so that's the best way to do your own vibrational healing but certainly going to healers going to you know sound healing or any other thing it's it's wonderful to experience that sound is the sound and light of course are the basic frequencies in the universe mm-hmm. so taking advantage of those in whatever way we can sitting yeah. in the sun is yeah. wonderful wonderful healing you know and feeling those frequencies nature has her we can tune into the frequencies of nature and because our physical body is the same elementals as nature so if we tune into nature then there's a nice resonance of healing in our physical body oh i'm glad you said that it reminded me of um, earthing just having your bare feet on the earth that helps you kind of align your the earth frequencies inside your body and it probably really fortifies i would say that uh, root chakra being grounded and yes. then also just so very healing the earth the frequencies of our earth are very healing to the human body as i understand it's really that. useful to ground your grounding cord your root chakra through the tailbone maybe even through the feet down into the core of the earth the yes. earth is this living heartful being and just drop it right down there into the heart of the of the mother earth Mm, beautiful yeah oh on that note we will wrap this up because that was just the perfect place to end i love that so much thank you for this important conversation you're so welcome sarah thank you it's been a great education and it gives me a lot to think about until next time this is sarah catherine love yourself be awake be love